1: For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are as a people inherently and historically opposed to secret societies.
0: Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. No,
1: no, 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 nobody ever does.
0: We continue now with tonight's case: conspiracy. Now, right now, listen.
1: Okay, I'm recording. Right. Um, welcome back, everybody, to the My Poppers podcast. It has been a minute. It's been two weeks. We have been on a brief hiatus. Um, we won't go into it. I am joined once again by friend of the pod, Jenny Claffey. Jenny, how are you doing today?
0: Hi, Adam. I'm glad you phoned me in. Uh, and I woke you up from your depression nap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will wake me up from that nap.
0: <laughs> How come you haven't put out a podcast in two weeks?
1: Do you know what? I was just feeling very uninspired. And okay, that, yeah. I could have came on and delivered something. But I was like, if I'm not enjoying it, then I know that it's not going to be enjoyable to listen to. True. Well, no. especially That's not, that's not true. <laughs> it, would, it would be enjoyable. You I'm know? Like, for
0: sure. Yeah. True, for sure.
1: True, people true. would eat up. But if I'm not enjoying it, then I'm not doing it. You know? Yeah.
0: I get that. Um, I needed to
1: call you in to ease me back into
0: it. Well, yeah, solo podcast. I could never truly.
1: It's it's a lot. Uh, wait, now, will I take um, a picture of us on my um, Fujimax Insta thing? Okay. Okay, wait, now, let me make sure the flash isn't on. Okay. Smile. Wait, I better hold it down a little. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we waited 40 minutes So Uh You know what is interesting? Okay, so before we get into it, we have a lot on the docket this uh, week, but have you seen that the Friends cast, so that thing on HBO Max streaming service, they're coming up with this reunion soon?
0: hmm I Are have seen it. Are you into Friends? Um, I I'm not, like, a Friends stan, but I do enjoy Friends. I think, like, anyone from my generation um, kind of grew up on it, you know? Um, I, like, I've obviously seen every episode of Friends, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, But I wouldn't be, like, an avid re-watcher. Um, but the whole, like, relaunch series gives me, like... I mean, I'm not really into a reunion. I know everyone really wanted a Friends reunion, though, and I get the want for it, but I kind of feel it came from a place of, like... Uh, damage control because they were getting so much bad press for being like so quote-unquote problematic as a show because there was mm-hmm. loads of like I mean things that were very of its time uh in the 90s but I'm kind of like oh I'm kind of dreading the like overly kind of done wokeification of Friends which is like oh you know.
1: No it was never too bad when it went problematic. No it wasn't. It was never... Um, But you see, the thing is, <clears throat> well, first of all, I was raised on Friends when mm-hmm. I was younger. Like, my parents loved it. Um, But I had actually gotten all the DVDs when I was younger. Like, when I was, like, what, <clears throat> like, 10 years old. And I just used to just watch them every single night. It's what I used to fall asleep to. It's just what I used to consume. So I have this, like, connection with it. But <clears throat> the issue is, oh, actually, as well, somebody last time they had left um, a comment on the last episode of the podcast and they were like, really enjoying the episode, but what is the story with you swallowing so much? <laughs> Don't you swallow right into the mic. <laughs>
0: I almost swallow all day into that microphone. I mean, sorry for making mouth noises while I like
1: we'll literally use my, my mouth. <laughs> my mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the, if the mic wasn't like, Strong enough, they'd be complaining about not being able to hear enough. Oh, I mean, I it know. sounds like they have a phobia.
1: Yeah, and well, like, that's fair enough.
0: Heal yourself to ASMR, sweetie.
1: <laughs> My issue with the Friends thing, okay, is look, I'm all about it. I'm all mm-hmm. about it. I would oh, have oh to I'll see watch the, it. Yeah, I'll watch it. But the thing is, they have never, HBO, they've never established or made it clear if this is going to be a limited time episode, a limited time series, or mm-hmm. if this is literally going to be a look back. Um, so I have a feeling that it's actually not going to be a new series at all, but it's going to be the friends, all the actors, the six cast together again and they're just going to be like kind of taking a trip down memory lane. So I don't think there's going to be any scenes or anything like that. Oh,
0: really? you think it's just going to be like, remember when we filmed this scene?
1: Literally, because it's their, it's their 20 year anniversary.
0: Okay. Let's play a game. I'll guess your favorite friend's character and you guess mine.
1: Okay. But can we do favorite girl and favorite boy?
0: No character.
1: Okay. Okay. Um,
0: Like if you were to, you know, pull one from a burning fire.
1: Well, I have two that I think are going to be for you, and they're the same two for me.
0: Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. You guess you guess mine first. Oh okay. no, well I guess your first actually, because you said they're the same. Okay, I okay. guess that your favorite
1: mm-hmm.
0: is Phoebe.
1: That is correct. Ah, <laughs> no, you see, I would have said that your favorite is Phoebe or Chandler.
0: Oh no, nothing of the sort.
1: No, Monica I- maybe?
0: Mm-mm, my favorite's Ross Ross oh, is like my fucking is. <laughs> he is like the funniest fucking character like obviously in the first few seasons like pathetic but like as that show goes on like all of the funniest episodes involve Ross his storylines his like ne- I love a good neurotic
1: mm-hmm. 100 you know? percent. I totally agree I totally agree
0: I mean like I'm a big Larry David fan so like anything along those lines of like insane neuroses um I I love it. Uh I do I don't like Chandler though at all. Really? Like again earlier seasons he's good. I don't like him in the later seasons. Um I do well, I enjoy Phoebe.
1: When he was in the midst of his pill addiction, he was mm. at the top of his game.
0: He was troubled artist you know and mm-hmm, um, he so was at great. his fun he was at his funniest then and I do enjoy Monica a lot though I'm a Geller fan but I have to say Ross for me is just like
1: Th- I think it was just the perfect cast. And when they were getting together filming, and I'm not going to like, make this a friend podcast, I'm going to move on quickly. But in the beginning, when they had all been cast, the director had sent them all on a trip to Las Vegas before they ever started filming. And they were like, right, gave them all a couple hundred dollars and was like, use this time to bond and form oh friendships and build on it so that when we start filming, you'll all have some sort of connection already
0: oh my god Um, that's unreal i never knew that happened
1: mm -hmm. so they announced um i think it was yesterday they have this big guest of celebrity guests that are going to appear on this whatever i'm not sure what we're going to get episode whatever we have Mm -hmm. justin bieber which i don't want his rotten little trotters anywhere near the friends (laughs) universe um but we also have lady gaga no way, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga meets the Friends universe. I'm into that. I can tell you. I'm that. into
0: that because she's a New Yorker. She's mm-hmm. of a similar, you know, slightly younger, obviously, generation. But like, she would have been like in her teen years, I guess, ish, right? And um, when she was like uh, watching Friends, she gets the universe. I Justin Bieber, no, and also she's no. an actress. I just I don't like it when the reason I like. I, I was so proud of Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born is because even though I'm such a huge fan of hers, like I actually did forget she was Gaga in the movie. Like she was mm-hmm. she was like the character, you know what I mean? She wasn't like, because even in like an American ho- uh, in uh, *American horror story, I, she was Gaga, but like she was kind of meant to be Gaga. So that was forgivable, you know? But I was afraid that it was just going to be like Gaga in A Star Is Born. And then I'm like, I've no interest in that. And like someone like Justin Bieber, I can never not see Justin Bieber. I'm the same with Julia Roberts. Any film, I, I love, love
1: Julia Roberts. Julia
0: Roberts. But any film she's in, she's just Julia Roberts to me. She's never like a character.
1: I you know what I mean? Aaron Brockovich just,
0: made Aaron Brockovich like, was yeah. it. Erin Brockovich is
1: incredible. It's incredible, incredible filming.
0: She's she's really good in
1: that. But then I again, Aaron Brockovich, then the role that she's playing is all, almost quite similar to the role she plays in the beginning of Pretty Woman.
0: Exactly. And then yeah, I watched the so film with great. her recently called um he's called the mexican Mm -hmm. it's like james gandolfini's in it um amongst others and she's just julia roberts in it you know but like i mean she's great in it
1: julia roberts is someone who i've never met but would take a bullet for (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's just something about julia roberts those big that big beautiful mouth there's the something mouth
0: is insane.
1: hmm But the reason I was talking yeah, so we have this whole start. There's actually more guests and good guests as well coming up in this friends thing. But the only reason I had Friends on the Brain is because I got into my head the other night. I wanted to Google how much the Friends cast are still making from Friends reruns since it's you know being played on Comedy Central and Netflix bought it and now HBO Max. So they get, I think, I think they're each of the cast is entitled two percent of the whatever you want to call it, um, the royalties. earnings that Friends are still bringing in, yeah, the royalties. And that works out, apparently, that each cast member of Friends, all six of them every year, are getting in the check in the mail of 20 million in royalties.
0: <gasps> and they're also... Um... Another thing that they did to keep their friendship really strong, which I just know from the, sh- the episodes that Lindsay and I have done um, on my podcast called It Girls Podcast. Check it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, about sex in the city, because they were always compared, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. kind of generation and like a huge uh, reason that like the sex in the city ladies ended up like kind of hating each other. Was because of money, but friends always. They all made the same amount of money. Yeah. Same as you two, you two, the band. A reason that they're all still friends and still making music. Um, they split the money completely evenly, no matter who does what. Like, no matter who
1: deserve a penny. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lindsay loves you too. She likes
1: really. Oh, I hate. No, look. Obviously, there's there's a couple of songs that we all know and raised with that. That's fine but i i can't I expect you know what really fucking pushed me over the edge with you too is when they like fucking forced that album onto everyone's phone that year
0: yeah it's like just you know retire with some dignity
1: yeah so i'm not doing that um i think but yeah i'm looking one.
0: for i'm looking i'm definitely looking
1: forward to it we de- see hbo max we don't even fucking have that yet
0: oh true we'll
1: definitely. be illegally streaming um, what do you want to speak about next? Do you want to hit off? We can do Bill and Melinda, or we can hit off James Charles.
0: Are we doing our mind popper?
1: Oh yes. Who wants to go first? do You want to go first? We each brought um, um, listeners. Yeah. We each I told Jenny to bring a mind popper to the show. Um, I don't know what it is yet, and I've brought one as well. And Jenny doesn't know, and we'll discuss. Do you want to do? do you want um, to go first?
0: I'll go first. Um, I took an artistic license with what a mind popper was because okay. you know why not um <laughs> <laughs> but i am going to discuss um something called submechanophobia
1: have you ever heard of it i've never heard of submechanophobia
0: okay fantastic i so i'm a member of this community i'll say okay. it i'm not saying it right. no, no, let me try
1: guess what it is from the oh beginning.
0: yeah okay cool. so say it again mechanophobia. Mm-hmm.
1: Sub mechanic, okay. Sub, obviously, being the Latin for under. Mm-hmm. Okay, I presume it is. I don't know. Well, do you have that
0: degree? <laughs> don't you have that degree in Latin or whatever? No, I have an
1: English degree. I had to learn Latin when I was an altar boy. <laughs> Brother Athanasius,
0: are you okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, sub mechan, Obviously, I'm thinking like mechanics mm-hmm. or machine. So submechanophobia, is it like the fear of being a machine or a fear of being um in a like a false state of reality? Go on, fill me in.
0: Submechanophobia um is a fear of submerged man made objects, particularly <gasps> un- underwater.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I saw James Cavan I shared something about that on Twitter.
0: And I was the one who enlightened James Kavanagh
1: about this fear.
0: (laughs) Because we were talking one day and I've always had this, I have this, like, it just gives me heebie-jeebies. Like, and it was actually another YouTube video that told me that it was a name. Because I would always be like, I don't know why, but I, like, can't look at bridges. Like... It just gives me, like, I mean, massive bridges, big structures. Okay. And then it would, I would also have this, like, gut-wrenching, like, skin-crawling reaction to seeing, like, whales underwater. Even though, like, I mean, I know whales are stunning, beautiful animals, you know, all the respect in the world for them.
1: <laughs> I know, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. But
0: there. I would get this, like, weird fear. I would always say to my brother when I was younger, I was like, do you ever get this fear of, like, you're swimming in the ocean and you're like, da 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 da, da And then all of a sudden like the water beneath you gets darker and colder and you're like, what is that? And then you notice there's this massive thing underneath you. And then I watched a, a YouTube video once, can't remember which one was, but they started talking about this and I was like, holy shit, I never realized I had that. And it's specifically man-made objects. Cause I would also get this, like, when I found out that like, you know, when people do like scuba diving to shipwrecks,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I nearly jumped out of my body like when I found out that was a fucking thing and it actually goes beyond like so many like it's like there's people have different like aspects of it. So, some people like really hate, um, specifically like boats and like plane crashes, which I guess on a basic level, you can kind of understand or you can kind of be like, oh, is it like just this creepy thing? Cause it's like, you know, for example, like the Titanic, this big catastrophe that was like now underwater and sitting there. And the same with like plane crashes. But then it kind of evolves also into, um, there's also underwater museums around the world. Why the fuck? And oh, I who? love that idea. I hate it and I often find myself Googling it and um, just, you know, did you ever get that where you Google something you're terrified of and you're like looking at it through your hands? It's like self-harm, but really addictive. Um, And it's like me looking at those scary TikToks through my fingers on my phone. Me too, (laughs) me too. They turned the volume down. Yeah. 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 Uh, But then, yeah, it goes on. So a lot of people are really afraid of them. They don't give me too much of the kind of heebie-jeebies, but they're kind of gross. But then a lot of people have this huge fear of the chains. You know when there's just chains floating Mm -hmm. under the sea and they go all the way down to the bottom of the ocean? Um, But for me, it would be the the ships are my main one. That. uh,
1: It's like because I totally get what you're saying while at one at one point seeing these things like say a plane at the bottom of the ocean or whatever it's endearing and it's fantastical and it's beautiful Mm. but at the same time it's this overwhelming sense for me of you don't belong here and then seeing something that is so unnatural to that environment just sitting there it's like it I I do Mm. 100% feel that and as you know the thing as well is like because it's like the deep blue it's, it's it's dark and stumbling across it it's this sense of I 100% get what you're saying yeah um, I know
0: I know and so like there's that and then like another aspect of it that really freaks me out I remember the first time I ever got this fear I was in like I actually remembered it really imprinted on me I was in geography class in like second year or third year so I'm like 14 or whatever and We, the teacher was like talking about like whatever ocean bullshit, like boring. I always hated geography. What? Pointless subject. No offense to anyone who loves (laughs) geography. I was just like, I thought geography was like, we're going to be going and exploring Africa.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was like like learning about limestone. I was like, Mm
1: -hmm, what the fuck?
0: I thought it was going to be like every day we choose a different country and find out about all the fantastic aspects of the world. And
1: like learn about the dinosaurs, maybe going an exhibition trip or whatever.
0: Yeah, but it was like learning about the four types of rock around the corner. I was like, God, this is boring. But anyway, she was talking about fucking the ocean and then she was like and then of course we have um something called the mid-atlantic ridge which is a range of mountains higher than everest under the water anyway moving on and i was like there are mountains under the water the smallest of which is higher than our highest mountain
1: mm-hmm. and the thing and- is as well it's like it's a fact that we and it's a scary fact that we have explored more of outer space than we have of mm. our own oceans.
0: 5% of the ocean or something? Like the yeah. whole idea of the ocean like obviously fascinates me and it's like incredible, but it does terrify me. Um, and one thing that like my biggest fear of all the submechanophobic imagery is there's this huge Jesus statue, you know, you know the Jesus praying mm-hmm. like in Rio, there's yep, one of yep. them like submerged in the Ooh, depths. I don't people- like that. That people often dive with. And like the worst thing is when you kind of see it on its own, you're like, oh, creepy. But then when you see the little man and how small the little man is beside it, like, could you fucking imagine being like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to scuba dive. And I'm a confidence swimmer. Like, so it's not the fear of like drowning. Mm-hmm. I don't have any fear like that, but like being like, yay. And then you're like, Oh, what's that down below and then the the instructor's like come on let's go explore and you're like okay (laughs) and then there's a face the size of your house no thank you and it's made of concrete and it's been down there for millennia I don't know probably not millennia but
1: But that's the thing it's it's like this overwhelming sense of the unknown when it comes to the ocean so I 100% feel that yeah
0: What's your mind popper?
1: Well, I won't do mind popper yet. i would okay. save mine for a while. Um, okay. And I just hit off some basic stuff that we have on the docket. Okay. okay. So first of all, Bill and, Bill and Melinda Gates, they're getting divorced, yeah. which I don't really care about. But the interesting thing is, okay, so I'm reading reports that the marriage had fallen to the rocks. In 2019, Melinda was actually looking into filing for divorce because of... Um, Bill's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein
0: mm. um I read this <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I buy it go on <laughs> it was an inside job no what <laughs> I I don't buy is that I don't buy that someone like Melinda Gates who is an extremely like accomplished woman who has like great dealings in Microsoft she is not just like a trophy wife or a stay at- like she is as involved in Microsoft as you can be. Um, I don't believe that she didn't know how involved he was with Epstein. I think she just is, like, terrified of it being public.
1: You think that there could be some more stuff to come forward?
0: I think that she knew... I think um, there's always a lot of, like... You know, there's always a certain way that... Like, she's, like, a first lady, you know? She's, like, Bill Gates' wife. She's, like, the first lady of, like, tech, right? And there's always a certain way in which... They are perceived especially in America I feel and you know their um, their public perception matters so much that I feel there's certain things obviously that are like so taboo, and obviously Jeffrey Epstein is one of them. Um, even though I do think that anyone who hung out with him more than like tw- two times knew exactly what he was about. I how think- could you not? I think even if you're in the circle and you didn't know him, you would have heard things, right? Same as Harvey Weinstein. You know, I don't buy it for a second that no one heard the rumours. Like, it's like, okay, he wasn't exactly hiding it. Um, So I think that Melinda Gates knew exactly whatever the fuck Bill Gates was doing with Epstein. And I, I, you know, and also on the record, I don't believe that anyone who was involved with Epstein was like also trafficking young girls. Like, I think that like that was a part of his life and some people could be involved in that, but I don't think that that necessarily means that you're a culprit, you know, that way. Um, but I do think that in this day and age, any, um, any association with Epstein is such a fucking bad luck, uh, that Melinda Gates who is also like this first lady. And as we know, all these kind of first ladies, like, you know, and whether you believe it or not, is like entirely up to you, but like, they always, they love to kind of play into the, you know, women in power, especially in the tech world. It's just like women in tech, like we're breaking the glass ceiling. So I think that if she wants to further her career, um, being associated or not even being associated with Bill Gates, but the perception of forgiving him for hanging out with Epstein, like would, like hauled her career so much so I don't think it's necessarily that she's like oh, my husband was flying on the jet with Epstein mm-hmm. and I don't think that it means that I she knew all of his dodgy dealings but I think it's more of a public perception thing that she's like I can't be seen to forgive this like I could deal with it maybe when it was secret but there's possibly more going to come out or even if not I think just just the mere like look of being involved with Epstein people's minds go one place, right? Um, And as I said, I don't believe that it means you had anything, you you know, 100% had anything to do with, like, fucking, you know, Half uh, 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 half of the shit that he fucking was involved with, but I do think that it's like a, pr- a really smart move on her behalf. To be honest, um, I've also heard a lot of people say that they think um, it's something to do with like the liquidation of assets, a business kind of thing, which is interesting when you look at people like Bezos also getting
1: mm-hmm. divorced this year,
0: and he was very. Yeah, what's going on there? Well, he was. He gave her half completely. And if you look at it from a liquidation of assets aspect, so if anyone doesn't know what that means, my understanding is that, uh, is that you know if you're a billionaire, it's your net worth. So it's like all your assets combined. You know, It doesn't mean that you've got a billion dollars in cash in your bank account. Um, but when you have a divorce, obviously your assets have to be split in half, especially if you have no prenup. So in order to do that, if the other party of the divorce is like, yeah, I want half, um, you have to liquefy all your assets. So sell your fucking shares or whatever, all your properties, sell them all and then divide in half. So you actually end up with more cash than you probably had before.
1: Yeah, because that's what Word on the Street is saying that is possibly due to something about protecting assets or whatever. But it's weird that you said it, that the Bezos are breaking up, the Gates breaking up, Maura, Higgins and Chris are after breaking up.
0: I know, the, the Holy Trinity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maura cashing in her small Victoria's Secret assets. Um, but I can't remember what I was going to say, but maybe she just is getting sick and tired of having sex with Bill Gates as well.
0: For sure. I get that.
1: And I 100% do not blame her on that. Um,
0: He's punching for sure with her. He is punching. You know, it's always the way with these tech guys. They're cute and nerdy when they're like 22.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: they kind of have to do like I don't know if you're aware of Trent Reznor. He's in Nine Inch Nails, and like when he was like in his twenties, he was like this like rock, like you know, so skinny and uh, and like that was hot in his twenties. But then he made the incredible executive decision that when he was like moving into his forties, he got like really buff, and now just looks kind of like an Italian American like bodyguard, you know. And that's that's how you go. You know that way you do the skinny, yeah, like the- almost dying thing when you're young, mm-hmm. and then you get together it, later on in life. But
1: then uh, in age, they do revert back to that skinny nerd kind of a thing as well. True, very true. Like they all the tech guys always end up looking like someone's Jewish grandfather.
0: Yeah, they're Woody Allen.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Now <laughs> speaking of child trafficking and child molestation, mm. segueing from from that to James Charles. I so basically for people who aren't aware and we won't spend long on it James Charles has gotten scrutiny again I guess a couple of months ago because he's been texting some guy and it turns out that the guy was actually underage and I think James may have sent some inappropriate photos to him or whatever my issue with this is okay and everyone's like cancel James Charles whatever I don't care I truly Mm -hmm. don't care about James Charles but the thing is is that like there's a history of these guys with James Charles when he is texting them or whatever and then they like purposely go into it knowing that they're underage and often lie about the age and will like take screenshots of all the messages James sends and then like make a big viral TikTok video about it like this has happened so many times
0: yeah for sure And um, the James Charles thing for me is like nuanced like I think if you're messaging people underage like what the fuck are you doing like so stupid you know like i'm just like that's just dumb Mm -hmm. even if you're not like just to put that out there you know why the fuck are you doing that that's wrong gross whatever um i disagree with the rhetoric around like calling him like a like pedophile i'm kind of like you can't like a pedophile is like specific to like prepubescent children and it's misleading and it's, and it's not endorsing what he did, but like to categorize someone as a pedophile when they were messaging someone who's three years younger than them, even if it is illegal is I think a bit of, uh, it's insulting towards anyone who is like victim exactly. of uh, it takes,
1: child abuse. It like takes the power away from like the term pedophile.
0: Yeah. And like, it has its own, like it's wrong. It's illegal for a reason, mm-hmm. but, um, it is different. um, again, illegal, but like, I just, I find it kind of, it actually takes away from their argument, right? Because you're being so hyperbolic by using such, and it's also a term that's like, whoa, like that's like, you know, the pedos don't even last in prison, (laughs) you know, that way, like they're like bottom of the fucking barrel, no matter where you go. Um, however, with him, I will say like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like you are, so famous like say even if he was like texting these guys like a why are you using your instagram explore page when you're like um so fucking famous as like I know. a dating website like that's just in that it's just like counterintuitive to like your career and which you claim to be you know this big business person and like you're you care so much and you're so professional. It's like, okay, that's like the opposite of professional. Like I wouldn't even like having a fan base. Like I wouldn't even, it'd be be like me like going on my explore page and then like, I don't know, finding the people who follow me. And like, he had this weird thing of like when they followed him, he was like, ooh, you know, like me, like following girls back and being like, hey, wanna go out and like, do a gram of Coke. It's just like, what? (laughs) Find people in your own circle to do that with. Yes, please. But like, like, it's like, find people in your own circle to do that with. You know, that way, if you, if you, even just from a self-preservation point of view, like, why are you putting yourself out on the chopping board you know, if there has been instances of all these guys exactly. making these it's fake like, why, haven't,
1: why haven't you even learned by now? Why aren't you asking <laughs> people for IDs and shit? A hundred percent, I get it.
0: Yeah, like, or just use Grinder. Like, I don't, like, mm-hmm. and of course people can lie there as well. But like, you know, it looks even worse that you're like, literally refreshing the explore page for some young looking guy. He was also on Logan Paul's uh, podcast. Oh being yeah. Quoted being like, I'm not attracted to guys in their twenties. I will literally date the youngest possible. It's like, oh, he was like, I'm talking seven, 16, 17, Like, bear in mind the age of consent in America is eighteen, so it's like you literally on
1: yeah. the record. Like,
0: yeah. and like, look, there is also things called Romeo and Juliet laws that do are in place. Um, I think it's like five years, four years, depending on your age, where it's like, I know it's in Ireland. Sarah had told me about it, where like, so the age of consent here is 17, right? But like, say, say like uh, two people had sex and one was 16, one was 19. Like, there's a Romeo and Juliet law that says like they give you like a few years of grace period where like, It's not, you can't like be like, you know, making like intense statutory rape charges if you don't want to, you know, that Mm -hmm. way there's that, there is places, there's things in place that can protect you. However, like his texts are like sauce. It's like, Mm -hmm. like you're you're going immediately for the armpit hair picture.
1: Yeah. And he likes, he likes (laughs) straight boys as well.
0: Yes. Yes. Which, look, I know a lot of guys who like straight boys too, you know, that way. (laughs) Like, and I know a lot of straight boys who like... (laughs) Lads. <laughs> you know so I've heard I've seen it I've heard it all from a lot of my friends but like you know when you're that famous it's kind of like okay let's move it on
1: like and you know what well I heard the news yesterday that he's going to be demonetized permanently on YouTube permanently mm. which is big for him because YouTube was like I think it was estimated that he was pulling in like 2.3 million a year from YouTube he's huge on YouTube um oh so no, that they did is say- a kick in the teeth
0: It is, but they did, didn't they say that about Logan Paul too? And then I think he's, I think he's back. I think I'm not sure if, like, I mean, yeah, it's weird because it's, I kind of, and I don't know the answer to it because it's like, where do you draw the line? Like, if he's using Instagram to do this, do you then, do you punish him on YouTube?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. I and I get it because it's like YouTube is how he got his like acclaim and his audience, and if he's abusing that to, like be hitting on like underage people online like i don't know it's, it's kind of kangaroo court vibes and i guess it's going to be something that we're going to see like over the next like 10 years like how do you i do find it interesting that like youtube which is like new kind of hollywood is like mirroring hollywood but like coming mm-hmm. out way quicker it's very strange um but i He's guess like
1: youtube predators
0: and there's a lot of them. Like there's ones that even I haven't heard their names of, but I've seen videos about them, and I'm like, what? The Me
1: fuck? too. Like YouTube is a breeding ground of like little viral Epstein's.
0: Yeah, yeah, which... and like it makes sense, especially with like his content, which is like geared towards. But I would presume it's geared towards like young girls. But mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, he does love a good catfishing moment too. You know, he loves to like lure them in.
1: And he's with the got wigs. money. He's got money. He's got power.
0: Mm-hmm. And he does give me bad vibes. I will put say that
1: he does. I do. You know what the thing is, what gives me about the worst vibes about James Charles is he doesn't drink or do any drugs.
0: Yeah,
1: so someone who's doing that in like for the sobriety, that ain't yeah. right.
0: And like, makes a song and a dance about it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And like, he, you know, is like, he just seems like a product of. Like that kind of YouTubey young generation, and he always kind of gave me bad vibes. Like, there's never I was never I never fully warmed to him f- truly. And I I remember when all that shit went on with like I mean, and that's all been proven correct now, which is insane. Like that whole what Jeffrey Star said that he's like a predator, that he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, there's rumors that he um, I think assaulted. Or attempted to assault Jeffrey's ex-boyfriend Nathan's brother.
1: Oh, and, what's his name again? That, He's so hot. so good looking. Zach, so good looking.
0: And Nathan was so hot as well. So hot. but there was rumors that he like was like, and that's why he was banned from Jeffrey Star's house. Oh, I
1: remember when Jeffrey made those kind of hints towards that. Yeah,
0: and people kind of put two and two together that it was him, and there was rumors that like. I've just, oh, I've, I think that a lot of the time, if there's enough smoke, you know, there's fire Um and those kind of things that Tati was saying, you know, when he was like trying to lure into straight boys and being like, I'm fucking famous. I'm like, I could totally... Hear him say that. Like it did not sound
1: hundred percent. No, it was did not sound far fetched by any. No,
0: no, and like I don't find Tati likable. Um, no, feel... I'm glad that she
1: got her teeth kicked in by Jeffrey and James. Truly,
0: yeah. Like I mean, that whole thing was a goddamn mess. But dear God, I lapped it up. Um, I just love all... when
1: I love when I see a thumbnail. I think her thumbnail was just Kathy was like, "Bye sisters."
0: Yeah, bye sisters.
1: <laughs> That's so dramatic.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I don't like. I think. I think Trisha Paytas says it right when she talks about these kind of people being canceled. She's like, look, they'll be fine. You know, she's like, no one is truly canceled until you cancel yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Jenna Marbles showed us that. She was like, I'm taking myself off the damn internet and she's gone. And I think, you know, there's been so many scandals of like every single YouTuber herself included. And I think it's just like, just keep moving on. Even like, look at Logan Paul, who, again, I don't find particularly likable, but like, that man filmed a dead body hanging from a tree. Like mm-hmm. that's about as low as you can get bar fucking soliciting nudes from underage people, you know, that way. And he kind of clawed his self, himself back up and he has his podcast now and he seems he's to be doing, doing yeah, mean, like,
1: He's doing amazing. Yeah. like He's going to be boxing Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather soon.
0: It's crazy. And like, so I think that the thing with James is like just, the repeated nature of it, like if Logan Paul kept doing that, it's like, what are you doing? You know the way it's like exactly. I'm all I can totally like forgive and forget people if like everyone fucks up online, especially when you're like grown up online. um But I think like it's like I I, I find that strange that he's continuously doing it and that he is like even when he's been kind of quiet recently, there's still been stuff coming out about him. And I'm like, how are you that dumb that like so many people try catfish you but you like eat it up
1: Mm -hmm. eat it up well you know what that's uh, men (laughs) that is men like you see something that you like and you don't ask questions it's terrible but it's just where he got his Uh, what do you think will happen to him nothing really and honestly i I truly don't care i truly do not care anything about it but um and you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like, you know, those like viral videos you see sometimes on Facebook and TikTok, of like these. I guess they're like pedophile hunters, and they oh, basically people. like set up like a fake profile and we like try and like convince someone to meet up with them. Like them kind of like I don't know, like appearing as a say a young underage girl and it could actually be forty forty year old man. He's trying to get other men to meet up with this, you know, fake young girl, and then to be like have the whole candid camera moment. Like, oh, I got you, you fucking freak! And I'm like, why? <laughs> I know.
0: Do you did you ever watch um to catch a predator? What that's modeled yes, off the yes, TV yes. show?
1: So good. That was fucking epic. That show. I always and I know, like whatever. I always felt when I see these videos, there's always a part of me that feels bad for the predator you know, just seeing anyone getting caught on camera, public humiliation, I know what they're doing and probably are doing Yeah, privacy is wrong. I know that, but it's just this human instinct to me that I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh. you know, you're,
0: I always, there's a weird human instinct where you're like, oh God, like, what if they just like were really good at tricking them? But then I watched this show on Channel 4 and it was called like To Catch a Pedophile, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it was so dark. It was basically that, but it was, it was the, like the prison or not the prison <laughs> the police force that actually actively are trying to find these people so they're mm-hmm. on grindr they're on all of these apps and they're and they have like really like specific ways of doing it like they will they explicitly say their age very early on um all these kind of things you know so they're not trying to like like i guess they are trying to trick people but they're not being like ambiguous you know, like they're surely like,
1: that has to fall into some sort of entrapment.
0: I mean, I guess, but then how else do you cra- catch these people when they're doing something so secretive and so deplorable? Like one guy was messaging someone who he believed was 13. Okay, so this is not like, mm-hmm. I'm 16. It's like a child.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're acting- I just acting, out of my confirmation.
0: Yes. And they're like- you know, he was talking to this girl and he rented this Airbnb and then like they, they catch him like on the way to the Airbnb and uh, like they fully, it's so insane. Like they're like, he's in his black jacket. Go get him. And like, they all get him. (laughs) And um, he had like cable ties in his bag and like a butt plug. And they were like, what's that for? he (laughs) He was like, just in case she wanted to, it was like all of these sex toys. And it's like, okay, he was under the premise that this was a fucking real person. Imagine it was. Like, imagine he didn't, like the Russian roulette of the internet, he didn't find the cop. He found the real girl. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Lock them up and throw away the key. See you later.
1: Agree, agree, agree. Now, interestingly enough, one of the ways you're saying, how would you catch them? Say Mm. Other than this kind of whatever, this kind of setup, this sting. um, Well, I was reading an article. um, I sent it to you the other day um about that this there was this young fellow in Cork I think um, I could be wrong I can't remember his age was between 25 and 35 maybe Mm. um I won't name him because I can't remember his name but um (laughs) he was just in court because he'd been found using the dark web and had been Mm. found with child pornography Um, I think he only got charged in the end for like three photos of child pornography from the dark web but I thought it was an interesting segue into because I'm honestly I'm fascinated with the dark web and I know that it's something that you are interested in as well so just to give it a breakdown for the listeners I won't go too tech heavy into it at all because I don't know the tech behind it but basically the dark web is this place that exists within the internet as we know it where it's just a whole plateau of really dark things going on it's where you buy all your illegal substances children rape murder all of this kind of shit so basically i'll give you a rundown and this is the easiest way i found out for me as well so basically and we're talking about the dark web we can talk about the web in like three parts okay So we have uh, on the top layer is the surface web. So this is our Google. This is what we're using right now, what everyone's using to listen to this podcast, the surface web. It's our everyday shit. And that makes up only 4% of the internet. Okay. so if we go from that, so we go a level below, we have the deep web Now the deep web is 500 times bigger than the surface web. And the deep web basically is the part of the internet where all of our personal information is stored. So medical records, bank account details, that's the deep web. So if we go to the final layer, we finally reach the dark web. Now, the dark web is basically, there's this different like proxy servers set up all around the world that basically allows people to surf this dark net almost with 100% anonymity. So-
0: it like bounces your VPN or something,
1: exactly. right? Exactly. So you're so hard to trace. But the interesting thing, and I guess disappointing, but not surprising thing, is that the dark web, okay, to access the dark web, you need to use this um, program called Tor, which is T-O-R, is short for the Onion Router, which basically is a software that lets you get past the surface web and the deep web down into the dark, the good stuff, the bad stuff, and the nasty stuff. So this was invented, this software, um, by the US government to allow spies to exchange information without other you know, um, opposing parties being privy to that information. So this was created by the US military, I think it was actually the Navy, in the 1990s. And was funded by the State Department or the the State Department and the the Department of Defense, but then the U.S. government leaked this software or gave the software, whatever you want to call it, to the average Joe to the Joe public. Um, Meaning that now everybody who had access to a computer and you don't need to be Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg to to find out how the software works, to get onto the dark web, not at all. You can watch a YouTube tutorial and you'll be on the dark web, you know, in in moments. So basically I'll just give you um, there's just a lot of different kinds of things. I suppose we'll go into it in a second. I have a couple of interesting stories. But what are your opinions so far? We know, all right, everyone knows who's heard of the dark web that a lot of it's really where the, where the beast lies. It's where all the terrible things happen. Um what are your thoughts on the US government providing that software to the world?
0: Oh, I mean, It's almost like the, uh, like, I, my mind immediately goes to, like, did they purposely leak it?
1: They had to, surely.
0: Like, how do you leak classified software that's so advanced and so, like, you knew that's Pandora's box, right? A hundred percent. You know, like, it's like, what are they gonna do with that? Hmm, let me think. Sell drugs <laughs> and people, like you know what I mean? They're not gonna be like, let's set up Facebook 2.0. Well, they
1: um, have BlackBook, which is the oh, yes. social media of the dark web.
0: The dark web fascinates me. It's what it's kind of very similar to what we were talking about earlier with like submechanophobia. It's this like fear of what lies beneath, mm-hmm. but like looking at it through my fingers on my phone. Like, I first Became aware of the dark web when I started listening to podcasts, actually, and I was mad into my crime podcasts, um, as all of the mentally ill are. And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was listening to. I don't know if you ever listened to Sword and Scale. Do you ever listen to that podcast? No, never heard it. Of that. It's like controversial in the sense that the guy who runs it is like kind of controversial, but he covers very like some really heinous crimes, um, and a lot of these would like inevitably route back to the dark web. And um I think I just started looking into it. I always have this, like, when I think of tour, even the name creeps me out. I don't know why, but it is that thing of like, do I want to go on? Yes, I do. But I would never, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? But I'm like, I'm always like, I cannot believe that that's there to use. And, you know, what's recently kind of sparked my, uh, like, I mean, what's the word? It's like fascination, I guess, you know, that way. The morbid uh, curiosity. Yeah, it's not like admiration, but it's like, what the fuck is going on over there? Like, is, um... And on TikTok, there's so much stuff about the dark web. I started getting—I mean, like as you know, TikTok knows you better than you know yourself. So it's like serving me dark web videos, and it's t- serving me like people being like, "Here is what Tor looks like," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, and even the thoughts of like downloading Tor gives me such fear. Like, I'm like, oh,
1: it just I gives me feel the like an, an FBI agent is going to be alerted.
0: Oh, they're like, "Bing, bing, bing,
1: bing, bing." Malheur, and it was Malahi, actually. It was actually the FBI who contacted the Guardian in relation to that case I was talking about earlier about that that kid or that guy who was caught with child porn on his computer that he got off the dark web. It was actually the FBI who mm-hmm. sourced that out and then contacted the Guardian. and was like, oh, heads up, this person, blah, blah, blah.
0: So obviously, yeah. Have you ever heard of the show, Um <laughs> very niche, 21 kids and counting?
1: Yes, I have.
0: And have you seen what's going on over there
1: recently no. with that
0: family? Oh my God, Adam. So, you know, Josh Duggar, the eldest brother of that family. If anyone doesn't Mm -hmm. know the show, it's a show about these fundamental Christians who have 21 kids.
1: Was it on TLC?
0: TLC, yes, a
1: classic. A lifetime at
0: the time. But he has been found with apparently what has been named as one of the most heinous collections of child pornography that the unit that actually opened his computer and looked at the files has ever seen ever um he was like part of a i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it was a, a dark web chat room um uh, where they're like they're all swapping pictures constantly and like you know collecting them and swapping them and they have like servers and all this shit um and he was arrested recently and like when the, the when the police came into his place of work which is like a car sales place apparently and this is like written in the report so it's you know factual i guess um they came in and they didn't say anything and apparently he was like oh what's going on here has someone been downloading child porn <laughs> <laughs>
1: With his hands in his pants.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, Whoa! um, But yeah, like that's, you know, they are finding a lot of these people. There's huge chat rooms dedicated to this stuff, which is just so heinous. And I remember listening to a podcast as well about it. And, you know, this guy was like saying like, you know, as you said, tour is just, you know, a matter of downloading that and a VPN and you can pretty much go away and sail away and have fucking fun on the dark web. And I think there is a lot of like, Not like regular stuff on the dark web, but there's also just like kind of, I don't know if you remember that website, Rotten.com.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Is that where they like host all those like freaky videos?
0: Mm, and like, like, you might find like decapitation, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's also, all of that lives on the dark web yeah. as well. Like there is stuff that like isn't just child pornography. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, there's a lot of that as well, but there is stuff on there that like, so like basically what I'm saying is anyone who has the dark web is not in necessarily Yeah, well, like, it's you know, not engaging. illegal.
1: It's not a crime no. to go on to the dark web and surf the dark web
0: and yeah so this guy was saying like you know he was like you can get it and he's like just be very wary of what you click on because mm-hmm. once you click on it you know you might think you're as encrypted as it comes but like as we see the fbi and this goes back to the like was it an inside job a publicly le- a purposeful leak um they can track you down if you are doing enough heinous activity on
1: yeah there. like you need to go in with the knowledge of how to like safeguard your computer and all that kind of shit um and people actually recommend often getting a brand new device if you're going onto the oh. dark web you know with none of your personal files on a hard drive now I, I there's just no telling me that the u.s government did not do this maliciously i'm sorry but i mm. think that the u.s government is one of the most evil entities to ever existed um so there's just no way i don't believe that the u.s like they basically provided this underground place where the likes of pedophiles drug pushers all of this kind of stuff has a place to organize in secrecy and to communicate and to gather and to collect like that has the u.s government's hands all over it i've no doubt um and some of the things i've seen like i've seen videos of people going on buying firearms buying ammunition buying fucking rocket launchers you can buy a sub you can buy submarines on the dark web they have these things okay called red rooms on the dark oh, web oh i had
0: that was the one note I had. I, oh, no. I was like, I took one note.
1: <laughs> no, I not only you... just
0: found out what red Go rooms on. were, but I'll let you, know. I'll let you take the wheel on this because I'm fascinated by them.
1: Well, basically all I know is basically it is like a pay-per-view service, like you'd pay for, you know, watching a McGregor fight. Mm-hmm. So you, they sell tickets and there's different red rooms for whatever, but basically, so you're buying tickets to enter into this live stream um, and basically there's someone who's going to be getting raped or murder you're watching you're paying to see someone get raped you're paying someone to get murdered or whatever and it's like very niche like you can find like okay i want to you know this man getting a a man an indian man getting murdered or um and a white woman getting raped whatever it's all this kind of you know very niche children getting raped um exactly it is crazy
0: and it's and the, the the darkest part about it you know is that apparently on the red rooms which i've heard is that um they're like incredibly expensive so they're geared towards very rich and powerful people Mm -hmm, your average your average tour user now again maybe you know someone who got in because again you know the dark web is linked Inherently with cryptocurrency, because cryptocurrency, you know, was begun as a anonymous way—not begun, but it was actually used, should I say—as an anonymous way to like exchange funds. So if you mm-hmm. think of Silk Silk Road, was probably the most famous website that existed on tour. Um, and Silk Road was a place where you could buy uh, any drug, basically. Guns as well. And you could, I think you could get hitmen on there, but it was mainly, it was mainly used. It's been since shut down. The guy who owned the website is in jail. I'm pretty sure. Um, he, but it, it was mainly used and I knew people. I should I say know people. I know people who have back then, like they ordered class A's.
1: Oh, I know people as well who have ordered Coke off, um, the dark web.
0: Mm, and which it's i like respect. legit.
1: i'm respecting the free trade drug market you know mm. i'm respecting that i can't remember the name of the the website one of the websites the i think it was zakufo or something like that i can't remember the name it was something like that that was one of the hitman sites there's another hitman site called easy solutions where oh, you I've pay paying that. someone to take a hit out on someone to murder someone interestingly enough as well they also had um this site on the dark web can't remember the name but it was like a stock exchange so what you were doing was it was like buying stocks but buying stocks on people's lives so basically you're buying oh. you're buying stocks and say if it, it basically creates reason for someone to go out and murder a specific person because oh, yeah, if this if, person, like, yeah it's a big payout if this part if you put your money on this person getting murdered it's
0: like it's like you're you're shorting someone's life
1: literally Literally, oh, and it's not so like good. necessarily like celebrities or whatever. It can be, but oftentimes it's you. You could have a head out on you. You could be a person on this exchange, and you would never know.
0: Oh, like the it just is the creepiest. It sounds like a fairy tale, you know. That way, like it sounds completely fake it it just sounds so beyond anything you can imagine but the fact that i mean it's 100 true and um, mm-hmm. and the red rooms it, just to go back to them like that really creeps me out like how geared towards extremely rich people they are and as i said with cryptocurrency you know of course someone could be someone could be like an early adopter to cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and have like 50 bitcoins bought them when they were like yeah. a tenor, know, the tenor you know that most way part for the most part, I do think that those rad rooms are geared towards, I mean, sick individuals point blank, but with a lot of money. It's the rich and powerful.
1: It's the 1%. I mean, it's not like, it's not like Joe down the road is, Mm. you know, importing little girls for his sex ring. No, it's the likes of Epstein. You know,
0: it's so dark. And I just uh, reminded, this will give you a laugh. Um, I think it was on a podcast with you. Uh, I said something about like, I said like Joe Biden is dark or something. And, um, a gossip website that shall remain unnamed. Uh, I was sent screenshots of it where they were calling me like a QAnon truther because I said <laughs> Joe Biden was gave me dark energy. And I'm like, sweetie, he does not have to be involved in Pizza game for me to give him, for like me to get dark energy off him. His like simple, like, you know, puppeteering of the likes of Israel or bombing the Middle East. Mm -hmm. If that's not dark, like I don't need like him to be like, you know, using red rooms on tour to be dark. Like reality oftentimes darker than yeah, the, the
1: conspiracy theory exactly. you know I mean? like we might not know if Biden has any hand in the likes of Pizzagate or whatever, but we know what's dark about <laughs> Biden that we can say for sure is that he was a warmonger we can talk about his crime bill we can talk about, about his um what you call it like have the frivolous of putting, say, certain oppressed people in positions in state, like transgender people or whatever, while at the same time then counteractively, you know, affecting their rights, you know, through the Mm. legal system. So Mm. we don't even have to get into conspiracy theories to know that Joe (laughs) Biden is dark and is not someone that (laughs) is... deserving of your adoration and standing like some of your favorite fucking singer or athlete. So that's I know. Ridiculous. I
0: just, it gave me a laugh though. They're like, surely she's a QAnon truther. And now I'm sure they'll listen to this podcast and be like, I told you so. She you think the Red Rooms are for the rich and powerful? Well, no, they um, are. That's
1: a fact. That is I
0: mean, a fact. who else is looking at that kind of shit? But who else has the money? Nothing else to do.
1: Who else has the money for that level of psychopathic voyeurism?
0: it's so insane and that you know it it, it, with along with the dark web goes you know the um like human trafficking and i'm not just talking sex trafficking just human trafficking in general there's all these you know there's thousands of people that are just like off the grid living Mm -hmm. in like as slaves like uh, it just the more i think about that shit I just it gives me such like existential dread, you know? I'm just Not like
1: existential dread.
0: I'm like what am I doing? Like there could be someone and I, I, the more I I actually had to like like consciously <laughs> distance myself a lot from back then when I was getting into this probably 3 or 4 years ago where because I was just getting I was becoming so paranoid. I was like looking around on the street, and anyone that I saw with someone who looked like I was like convincing myself these people were trafficked. Like I was looking around myself being like, you know, because I was listening to this, I listened to a podcast about a girl who was trafficked and like who was in some form of like, I mean, it was sex trafficking, but you know, there was all these stories about her like walking around with these people who were trafficking her. And she was trying to like, she was so brainwashed and probably Stockholm syndrome was a play. And also like they do things like, you know, drug you up and deprive you of sleep and deprive and like pump you full of fucking who knows what in order to so you're not exactly coherent, you know? But I, uh, you know, there's all these stories and I was just like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like how this girl was walking around with these slave masters and people were just like, do you know, that way. And I was like fucking convincing myself. I was seeing like, full-on slaves everywhere i was like i have to stop it with the podcast
1: you were like as in the ghost whisper but you were just seeing sex traffic i know people i was like over, like o'connell street
0: i was like whisp you know i wasn't but i was close to whispering in people's ears being like blank twice if he is your captor you know? <laughs> i'm some like mad elwyn on o'connell street being like he will save you get away from
1: him <laughs> oh, well another God. moving on from the red rooms okay Mm. So I have a, a lovely tale. One of my favorite tales from the the dark web is a, a web. And when people are just for reference going onto the dark web, it's not like you're typing in say www dot at whatever. Yeah. It's the, it's so if you're look, looking for things, it's it's a complete random generated mixture of numbers and letters. So it could be like A, B, L, G, K, 5, 7, do you know? That's how you find it. And these, the websites are constantly changed and recycled. So you have to go, when you go into the dark web, you have to go to some place called, uh, is it Wiki? It's something, it's like WikiLeaks, mm. um, but it's for the dark web and it will basically, the sh- sh- the store owners will post updated um, websites, you know, they'll change every couple of days. They're,
0: yeah, they're kind of like recite, like, once-off URLs, like disposable mm-hmm. URLs almost, right? Because, I mean, it's like the level of encryption, obviously, because it's so insane. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but, um, like, you can even buy things now, like, for $6 on the dark web, you can buy a permanent netflix um netflix premium account and all that kind of stuff you can buy like counterfeit money you can like order a credit card but that has 500 euro whatever on it and so a lot it, of
0: identity fraud right absolutely there's a lot of like fraud. social security numbers passports i remember i listened to there was a podcast i used to listen to called uh, reply all and it was about internet kind of stuff. And they like ordered a bunch of stuff. Like they were like, they could get like a passport. They could get a social security number. They could get like just the Im- sheer amount exactly. of shit that you could get is insane. And that's also leads li- you to believe, ooh, who's buying that? That's like someone
1: mm-hmm. way. It's like the dark web is just full of people with so many interesting stories, you know? Mm, I know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of paedophiles as well, but <laughs> there's also some interesting stories. Now, which will bring me back to, this website on the dark web called the Cannibal Cafe, okay? So, basically, there's a forum with many posts um, from people saying that they have killed, cooked, and eaten people, okay? There's also detailed guides on how to prepare and cook human flesh. Um, And basically, it's a community of people who either have a fetish or desire to eat people or to be eaten themselves, okay so it actually there's one very famous case um i think it's armand marvey or armand marvis in 2001 um armand he was a german computer repair dude um he went to the site and he posted saying that he was looking for a medium-built guy between the ages of 18 and 25 to be slaughtered and consumed okay so in March of that year, a guy called Bernard Bravadas, um, he was an engineer from Berlin, accepted this post from Armand. And on a March 9th, they met. OK, so we have the two of them we've Bernard and Armand. They meet. Bernard wants to get eaten. Armand wants to eat. So Bernard calls over to Armand's house. OK, so this is the 9th of March in 2001. Um, and they agree. So he lies down on a table, um, but he has a condition that he wants to be alive while he's being eaten. So, um, your man, Armin, agrees to these conditions. He sets up a video camera to film it all. Um, Bernard's first request about being eaten and I guess trigger warning should have came beforehand. But if <laughs> I mean <laughs> if you've the got whole through episode, I'm, sorry. The and stuff, I'm sure you can, you, you can manage. Um, he wanted first his penis to be eaten while he was alive. So Armand filled Bernard up with over 20 sleeping tablets and a bottle of cough syrup to kind of put him in some sort of kind of dozing out state or whatever. So Bernard goes or sorry, Armin goes and cuts off. Um, Armin's penis um, Bernard is like oh I actually want to taste my own penis so he gives it to your man and he puts it into his mouth and he starts chewing and he's like oh he's like it's actually too tough I can't I can't do anything with this I know I'm like I can feel my balls puckering as I'm talking
0: I'm <laughs> gagging so, and not
1: the usual gagging no, like around a penis uh, <laughs> <laughs> so because the penis was so tough Armand had to put the penis, the severed penis in the frying pan with some garlic, some onions, pepper and salt and some red wine. Okay, and fried it up. (laughs) Yeah, and fried it up. So he'd gone back then to check on Bernard. Bernard was coming in and out of consciousness. Um, He was dozing. So in the end, he'd actually left the penis on the frying pan too long and it burned. So he fed the penis to the dog instead. Typical okay. white people. Exactly. One hundred percent. Okay. Not appreciative. Um The dog? The dog had to eat the penis. <sighs> so How are dare it, you? I, I know feed it to a little dog. Like little what <gasps> little your dog behind you. What's your dog's name? Bell? L. L, okay. Okay. <laughs> like L eating a penis. That's so disc- like continue <laughs> oh my god Elle's ears perked up <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's like he knows
1: <laughs> so what happened was um, um, Armand had moved Bernard into the bath had filled up a bath and left him in there I guess to soak in his own juices mm. so he was coming in and out of consciousness and Armand was actually getting frustrated because he wanted to start hacking away but he was feeling in some type of way about Bernard being in and out of consciousness. So Armand went into the sitting room and was reading one of his favorite Star Trek books, um, Nerd Alert, um, and then had come back and had actually gotten tired of waiting for, he was waiting for um, Bernard to die. So he actually got a knife and started stabbing Bernard in the neck. So Bernard was dead then He took her his body and put it up in a meat hook in the kitchen. And then over the next four hours, hacked the body up and sauteed some bits and chopped it up nicely from all the skills that he learned off the dark web and now had this body that was ready to be consumed. And he did consume it over the next three years. He put it in deep freeze and consumed it over the next three years. So what happened was... Armand had gone back onto the dark web, back onto the Cannibal Cafe forum and posted and was like, you know, shared, I guess, a bit about his exploits and said that he was looking for someone again. So what had happened was people in the Cannibal Cafe forum had started getting worried and feeling some type of way. So they actually narked. um, They had narked on your man. Saying that oh something. That's how not you right. know
0: that's an all-time low, can we just say?
1: If you're getting a
0: <laughs> and the cannibals are concerned.
1: Exactly. About- because I guess a lot of the the people there is made up of people, I guess, with fetishes and fantasies, but had never had any, you know, desire to carry them out in real life. It was just something that existed in the metaphysical. Um
0: it's kind of like a cosplay almost like they're like, almost like living out their fantasy exactly. through. I listened to a podcast about this one's same that sword and scale one. it was actually the only podcast ever of crime that I had to turn off multiple times throughout listening. It. it was mm-hmm. that disturbing. Um, and it was a similar thing, but it was about, uh, children eating them. But, oh. and it was, he was, the whole thing was about like reading transcripts between these two people. Now, the people were arrested and all this for, you know, I, I don't, actually don't know, sorry, I don't know if they were arrested, but there was no evidence that they had actually done these things. But the the detail in which they were talking through fantasy was just so mm-hmm. dark. So, like, to think that that's what they're doing, they're talking in really explicit terms, is my point. The fact that they were concerned?
1: Oh! That's- <laughs> exactly. Egg, exactly. No, he was arrested in 2002 after people narked him out. All right, they had found in his freezer body parts like that. Half of it had been consumed, so he'd been eating this, you know, body on the regular. Um, They'd also found the four-hour footage, which had never been released to the public, of him, you know, cutting up the body and for the whole for the whole duration. So in two thousand and four, he was convicted. Get this of manslaughter, and was sentenced to eight years only. So the people were freaking out in the village, in the town, that he that this guy lived here and was only getting eight years for chopping somebody up and consuming them. Um, so the people freaked out anyway and eventually sparked enough, I guess, public outrage that, th- that Armand was retrialed and eventually sentenced to life in prison where he became a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've always said vegetarianism is a mental disease. So,
1: you know, I'm a vegetarian. And While I may be mentally ill, it is um, just a beautiful thing to do. It's a beautiful gift to the planet.
0: Mm. <laughs> With idols like Armand, I protest now, I'm joking. No, um, he was one he... of
1: you before he became one of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: He, uh, that's so horrifying. I've heard, I remember the story rang bells, but I completely forgot the like horrific detailing of it. Um, the manslaughter thing is so insane. It's it's mad. It kind of reminds me of, do you remember that, um, and this is kind of going off topic, but similar. Remember that case a while ago about the girl who was like texting someone and like encouraging them to kill themselves? (laughs) Excuse me (laughs) (laughs) You know that story
1: Yeah I do Where was she from She's from the UK
0: It was American
1: Oh yeah I remember it anyway That she'd basically Text her ex-boyfriend Or something Just to go and kill himself And he did it
0: Uh, Yeah and then there was A documentary that came out About it and like They were reading out the text And it did kind of add So much nuance To the point where it's like You know and that goes back To the manslaughter thing It's like yeah this guy Wanted using quotes air quotes he wanted to be consumed but like all we have is his frozen calves to see his level of (laughs) mental illness like it's like you know if someone is suicidal is that okay for them for someone to kill them then you know that way it's Mm -hmm. and then that just manslaughter because it wasn't like i mean surely that is the epitome of premeditated murder
1: first degree Uh, but i mean uh, yeah i mean I, i think different from the case of the girl who got the boyfriend to kill himself yeah 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 like i guess this guy bernard had gone with the understanding and i guess this verbal contract that he was going there to die
0: yes but then it's like
1: i mean it's definitely illegal definitely ain't right
0: oh yeah but it's kind of like he went with the understanding but like what minds like what was going on with that exactly because like
1: surely that's like
0: it's like a severe mental illness like you you want to be consumed and die like that's
1: yeah, and I think, where does that past trauma come from? Where that fetish? Because it's definitely a real fetish to cannibalize and to be cannibalized. It's definitely a real fetish. So it's like interesting. Where does that stem from, or whatever? Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, the dark web sounds like this grotesquely beautiful monster. <laughs> and the thing about the internet is, the internet is the wild, wild west you know, it truly is for all the brilliance that it has, it also has some of it's like the darkest human capacities and appetites are there as well. Yeah. Um now look, is it something I, I'd i love to go onto the dark web and have a nose about 100 I'd like to be doing just, it with someone who knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah. I that's I think that's the main thing because like I would just I would not want to I think what the thing is is like once you click on something and if you don't know what it is, especially with these encrypted URLs Um, and I've seen people on TikTok being like, this is what it looks like. You can see Mm -hmm. that on TikTok. People are like, see, and the links are like, some of it's like, some of it's even like illegal streaming of like, like you can even find just like streams of like fucking probably McGregor fights, you know, that way, like there is that kind of shit on there. It is just minimal. But the interesting thing about the dark web is like, you know, the way the the internet, I grew up like when I was a teenager, the internet, as I said, there was rotten.com, all these websites that were like, so oh, like horrible. Well, actually, I in, think
1: was another one.
0: Yeah. That all like live on the dark web now, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it's like, that's the interesting question. It's like by shutting down these things on the public internet, are you pushing them further underground? And then by pushing them further underground, are they becoming more deplorable than they ever would have been on the public internet? Definitely. It's in, it, you know it's an interesting question if you even like a lot huge thing on the um on the dark web is like nazi forums and Mm -hmm. white supremacy and you know really dark shit like that you know
1: i remember back in the day if you googled um how to kill yourself or if you googled (laughs) not that i was like just googling how to kill yourself but i guess i had a morbid curiosity but say if you like if you Google's like the most painless ways to kill yourself, uh, as Lana Del Rey plays in the background, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I just say, like when you're searching things in your teen angst or whatever, um, and it's not even that, but it's it's not even limited to you know back in the day, you you used to be able to Google like oh what's a cocaine high feel like, and you know what's a crack high feel like and stuff, and now when you search those things, so if you were to search like easiest ways to kill yourself. Now the first things come up today is it's like just like the first like page and I imagine pages beyond it is all like Samaritans and... At all these different health websites and like psychology and all this kind of stuff, never the advice that used to be there. This obviously being pushed under the same with all this talk about drugs, the same with like the pro anorexia, like the pro ana sites and all that, all getting pushed underground. You used to be able to like type in pro and you'd be brought to like a pro ana forum and stuff. Why now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's <been laughs> oh, she's been there. She's like, that's just there. Like, are you a friend of Anna? and uh, mia what's mia
0: mia's bulimia
1: oh oh that's kind of kind inventive. of inventive yeah it's kind of inventive like i like the way that they will put a creative twirl on these things i did not know i did not i knew the proana did not know mia you're a friend of mia
0: i'm not a friend of mia
1: no i wasn't of, asking you I, if you were a friend. So of yeah. mia.
0: <laughs> but uh yeah it was like Those websites were so dark. But yeah, I mean, and then it's just an interesting question. You know, it's like, I'm not, I don't think either of us are saying like, keep it public. Because like, I mean, obviously that's a great thing to be like, if you are Googling those things with suicidal tendencies to be given access Mm, to other resources, you know, especially when you think of like children on the internet Exactly. you know, like... Like, I mean, I was a teenager on the internet and I was able to find those pro anna sites. And like, I think most people my age found their way onto those websites. Yeah, they do. They imprint upon you whether you like it or not. Um, and like, yeah, it's just an interesting one. You know, it's like where, you know, where is the line and who's deciding what to push down and what not to push down? Um, but then once they are, Underground and on something like Tor or the dark web or whatever, you know, there is, it's that's the real Wild West. And then there's like no line
1: of Mm-mm. what's
0: acceptable. And then it's also like there's a lot of trolls on the dark web that like would be on these websites. It, like, again, not actually involved in the kind of weird niches or subcultures that they're kind of interacting with, but just kind of doing it to like ruffle feathers and maybe push people further into their like bigotry or Mm -hmm. niche interests or encouraging people to do things that they maybe usually wouldn't on the normal internet. You know, Um, so that's, it is a really... It's a weird world. It's fascinating and terrifying in the same sense. I like I, I, the the dark web again, as you said, like, it's something that I'm like, oh my God, what? what, what but then I'm like, is it worth the risk of mm-hmm. what I could see?
1: But you know, what? it's definitely being utilized by the power of good as well. Like people mm-hmm. who are rebelling against establishment all of this kind of thing, that is where they're going to be communicating as well and rallying and all that. There's definitely going to be a lot of leaked documents that the governments are trying to hide that are going to be available. So as evil as it is, like anything, there's a a good side as well. Um, Mm. Oh yeah, so I was watching, right? um, I was on Traveller TikTok last night. Um, It was like...
0: (laughs) My dad's always on Traveller
1: TikTok? (laughs) It was like 4.30 a.m. And there's these two girls who are part of the traveling community in Ireland that I follow um, and they were live and it was actually very intimate live. There's only like 13 of us there. Um, and people were like, some, they were getting a, some small bit of abuse, but they were getting, I, I had posted in, I posted in abuse. <laughs> no, I, po- <laughs> I posted in and I was like, I was like, oh, you girls um, should, I always I said, I'd love to see you girls make um, some TikToks on traveler culture. Because that's something that's very interesting to me, something that I know very little about, and I would love to get someone who you know has a history with the traveling community onto the podcast. Um, And they were like, they said, or they're like, oh yeah, we'll make some videos, but um, they were like, just ask any questions you have away. So I was like, oh, I was like, that was very open of them. So there's like 4.30 in the morning last night, I was asking them questions. I was like, do you know, I was like, is there any, um, like, say, traveller, or like holidays that are specifically, you know, just celebrated within the travelling community? And they were like talking openly and like very generous with their information and they're sharing about traveller customs and this kind of a thing. But then someone had commented on this live stream and was like, oh, I'm here because I got, or I'm here watching you guys because I clicked a link on the dark web oh that's creepy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the girls didn't say anything about it because I think they weren't really familiar with what the dark web was as a concept or whatever
0: they're like dark mode on your phone
1: yeah exactly so obviously someone within the dark web was talking about these two girls on some (gasps) forum or whatever and And I say
0: you were like oh should I tell them because
1: I knew that me and you were going to be talking about the dark web today and then when I saw it I was like oh that's fucking weird like weird like obviously someone was like saying oh these two traveler women are talking on but still to find that through the dark web it had just come up on me as I was swiping through TikTok it was weird now I will finish up on my mind popper I won't keep you long but it's so interesting um, and it was actually funny that you mentioned Nazis a couple of minutes ago when we were talking about the dark web. But my mind popper is designer Nazi uniforms. Okay. okay. So I came across this article um, in the fashion spot by um, Nika Mavrodi. Um <clears throat> So basically she was speaking about, she was linking back All of these, linked back five of these big designer that we know designers today that are celebrated today, that all have direct links with the Nazi party. Okay, so I'm going to start off with Chanel. So this is from an excerpt, it was published in 2011, it was called Sleeping with the Enemy, Coco Chanel's Secret War Exposed. Um, so basically this um, exposed Coco Chanel's activities as a spy for the Third Reich okay so the New York Times review of the book um, it opened with and I'll read this it's quote <clears throat> Gabrielle Chanel, better known as Coco, was a wretched human being, an anti-Semitic, homophobic, social-climbing, opportunistic, ridiculously snobbish, and given to the sins of phrase-making, like if blonde, use a blue perfume. She was addicted to morphine and actively collaborated with the Germans during the Nazi occupation of Paris. First of all, that sounds like my new Tinder bio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like can you imagine Like Adam O'Reilly Better known as Coco Was a wretched human being Anti-Semitic Homophobic Social climbing Like a 100% Morphine addict
0: <laughs> Wearing blue perfume wearing
1: yeah. bitch <laughs> <laughs> But Yeah So that was, I thought it was interesting That Coco Chanel I did not know that Coco Chanel Was actually named Gabrielle Chanel I guess I'm not really mm. um, Into the world of Haute couture
0: um, yeah, I've I've heard of her anti-Semitism, all right, and her she is a she was a massive Nazi sympathizer.
1: Mm-hmm. From what I, I heard, I, I don't. Know know,
0: I've never read into the details of which, but like now, I that book
1: is. sounds like something that might be interesting to us. Mm, the that enemy. sounds good. Sleeping with the Enemy called Secret War. That sounds something. I might look into that and see what the reviews are like, and we can look into mm. that. Um, next up, okay, in this article, they talked about Cristobal Balenciaga. Um, who had a close relationship to Hitler's ally, General Franco. So Balenciaga designed many dresses for General Franco's wife and even came out of retirement to create a wedding gown for the, fascist great grandda- or for the fascist granddaughter. So the interesting thing, during World War II, Hitler was trying to, so in the 1930s, Hitler was trying to get all these big fashion institutions to move, I guess, from Paris, France, wherever, and actually move to Berlin.
0: Mm, you wanted um, like Berlin, right, to be like the center of culture and yeah, exactly. Europe, basically.
1: Now, the one thing I can respect about Balenciaga is, so Hitler had sent five big German men over to Balenciaga to be like, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be moving Balenciaga over to Berlin. And he was like, no, he was like, I can't do it. He was like, he was like, you wouldn't. Um, I'm just my French accent. He was like, You wouldn't take the bulls and ask them to run in Berlin. You know, take the bulls from Spain. So I was like, okay, respect you Nazi sympathizing bastard Valenciaga. Um also, unfortunately, we have Louis Vuitton, whose Mm -hmm. leather house goods was a, had a strong tie to the Nazi Party and the family's eldest son, Henry Vuitton, I guess became one of the first Frenchmen to be decorated by the Nazi party for his loyalty and efforts to the regime. We also have two more. We have Christian Dior. Okay. So Dior um, dressed the wives and mistresses of high-ranking Nazi officers. Now, funnily enough, his sister Catherine, who was Miss Dior, was a member of the resistance. Mm. So respect, respect to her. Um, and then, I guess, which seems to be one of the most incriminating, was finally Hugo Boss. Yeah, I was going to, I was waiting for this one. Yeah, and Hugo Boss actually created the uniforms worn by Hitler Youth. Um, and now, and which was even worse, the company, Hugo Boss, had, would source their labor from, I guess, concentration camps and Nazi prisoners um in its factories and then in 2011 Hugo Boss issued an official apology for the company's I guess behavior during the second world war which I went to click on to find the apology on their website and they have since removed it
0: (laughs) I mean I find it kind of like we're really asking them to like you know what I mean like I think, but that article literally lists out pretty much every major fashion Mm -hmm. house being in some way involved with obviously a deplorable regime. No one is ever like, you know, it's no Nazi sympathizers on this podcast, but like, um, I mean, we're really asking Hugo Boss to apologize for something that again, like it's a huge part of like fascism and with especially like Hitler's. Uh, Nazi regime was like this, like the visual aspect, mm-hmm. if you look at like his, um, what was his architect called again? I studied this in college. God, there's my degree. Sorry, girls. Sorry, Trinity <laughs> can't remember. Um, <laughs> but he, he was very, you know, wrapped up in aesthetics. Um, and if you look at pretty much any dictatorship, they are wrapped up in aesthetics because the people have to believe and love in this person that they are allowing dictate their entire country, empire, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Even if you look at North Korea, they are mm-hmm. like
1: incredibly well dressed. Oh Now I saw Kim Jong-un in this flared pantsuit and I was like, oh come on Kim, <laughs> do you know? For sure,
0: <laughs> I mean and this is like, if you look at like the, I mean I, I, Hugo Boss also, I'm I'm pretty sure designed the uh uniforms for like the SS as well. Mm-hmm. Those inc- those honestly incredibly structured uh leather trench coats. Like mm-hmm. and the reason like I say incredible and fashionable is because like they had to instill such authority, a horrendous authority, <laughs> all like let's be, you know, let's have it known. But you know, people the 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 wrap-up of, of aesthetics was like Intertwined within their authority and their authoritarianism mm-hmm. and power, and also this like projection of uh, you know, Germany being this incredible superior race that the SS were part of this Aryan Brotherhood not Aryan Brotherhood, that's the modern one, but like they were Aryans, they were this like you know, uh the supremacist race, you know? So what other way to get that across? An effective way to get that across, but with like powerful aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um. So it is interesting. I do, what do you think about that? Like demanding an apology from the boss well, now?
1: I guess, first of all, it's important, I guess important to probably say that during these circumstances, when, especially when it was Nazi occupied France, that mm-hmm. I imagine in a lot of these circumstances, it was like, you do this or you die, you know. Oh, for you, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, with the exception, it, probably, of Gabrielle Coco Chanel, who seemed all about that Nazi life.
0: Oh yeah, I think I'm um, pretty sure there's like well, it's well documented.
1: hundred percent. It would have,
0: if to. anything, extremely anti-Semitic.
1: Yeah. Um. And you know what? I suppose that in regards to like demanding an apology or whatever. Um. You see, I don't know because I, I I completely understand what you're saying, but I think. Like with the Nazi Party being like one of the the biggest evil things in the public eye, plenty mm-hmm. of things we yes. could correlate to things that we don't see. I think that that uh, not any association with that, even though the people you know who are you know working and saying boss today, were, we're probably not even alive during this time. I think it's just such. It's almost like a stain on the soul. That for it me- is. For me, as a business owner, I want to almost, I want to come forward and almost try expel that from myself, from the spirit or the soul yeah. of the brand. You know,
0: I, I for sure get that, and I, I, I obviously understand that. Like, if it had never been a public like distancing, but I do kind of find it like gets like, okay, I, I, you know, are we are we asking this from uh, Volkswagen people's car made by Hitler, like for the car of the German people?
1: we probably should have
0: they come (laughs) out do you know what I mean it's like it's like you know or are we you know banging down wasn't it Eamon de Valera the only world leader who sent a a letter of sympathy to Germans when Hitler killed himself like (laughs) Mm. you know what I mean like that's like our state you know I mean and of course I understand Hugo Boss but I do kind of find it like a bit like you know, splitting of hairs as yeah. well. It's like I—I I mean, how many people really did we really think that what they were still cutting away the little mm-hmm. their youth outfits? But you know, I think
1: but- I think you know what—it's like what kind. I guess what kind of I doesn't sit right with me is would have would these institutions have become. Titans that they are today, yeah, without that Nazi endorsement back in the day. If you get, yeah, because
0: I'm uh, like, are blood
1: diamonds, you know?
0: Yeah, like, and I, I'm not 100% sure on the history of Hugo Boss, but I do think that like it was a direct co- correlation. And obviously, the main thing that I 100% understand the public distancing from is because like it's blood money, right? It's literally. like you literally, like, you made it's not that you were only you, you were in charge of the creative director of how hitler looked or eva braun or whatever whoever the fuck was wearing your clothes you also were like using imprisoned people in like Mm -hmm. you know one of the one of the greatest like mass fucking uh genocides ever uh to make the clothes of the young aryan children dancing around and frolicking in the nazi propaganda films so i understand it from that perspective but i i just the main thing is like it's not a secret it's not like no. they were like,
1: shh, mm-hmm.
0: shh, you know, that way. It's like it was like a, a document. <laughs> I would totally, I would get it more if it was a document that came out that no one knew of. Oh, like, yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Are you serious? But like, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I, I understand it. I understand it from both sides. As in like, it's probably, it's incredibly embarrassing because they were probably like really proud of that for a long
1: time, you know? That, yeah, like, exactly. Well, look, to be fair, it seems like now in fashion that there is a movement away from these big designer brands. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So let the pendulum swing that way. Actually, very interesting, funny. I was on—I was just on on Google a couple of weeks ago, and like, obviously, I'm from Cove in Cork. Came across and this old picture in Cove, okay, and a lot of Cove. Mm -hmm. When you look at old pictures, a lot of the buildings, like say within the town, are hundreds of years old. I mean, they may not look hundred years old. They've been kind of done up or whatever. But like, it's easy to see where you are in the town when you look at like a photo from like 100 years ago to where you'd be in the town now. It's, you know, sure, yeah. a lot of the same buildings and stuff. And what did they have only flying was a big Nazi flag. Mm. <laughs> Nazi flag. And you know, what? obviously the Nazis must have came, you know, used, used to the port because we have the second biggest natural harbour in the world um Mm -hmm. obviously the nazis must have docked at one point and obviously the people of cove were like welcome nazi soldiers but irish
0: people like freaked for the nazis
1: yeah and you know what um it was it's just funny because i don't know if you ever watched parks and recreation i did yeah so if you remember there was an episode where they talk they, they live in Pawnee and they used to have the history of Pawnee so it, they were talking about every t- every time the town's name has been changed was when they felt threatened so they change <laughs> it to si- side with whoever they felt threatened so this, I can that was like with Cove it was like, it, was, like, woo! it was like Cove would like change the name yeah it's like welcome Nazi soldiers and then like you know a couple of years later it changed the same. it's name like welcome Taliban soldiers you know
0: I'm like <laughs> I'm imagining like Cove. You know, like Cove is about C O B H. I'm yeah. imagining Cove. C O Sharp S H. You know that like <laughs> sharp S they use in Germany.
1: <laughs> literally. Like, this is
0: how we spell it. Yeah,
1: really? it was like it was literally about really? self preservation. Do you know? Irish so people funny. are
0: such sneaks, aren't they? You know? Um, but yeah, there was a big Nazi sympathizer movement. I think but that it came from the whole British thing, which is like the what is it, the enemy of my enemy is my friend.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I can I can understand that that the i mean again look i don't know at all the history of um the relationship between ireland and nazi germany but you should look into it i will definitely after i've seen the fucking coal flying the nazi flag but (laughs) I, i can totally understand like even in like social interaction like if you fall out with someone in a big way you suddenly find yourself gravitating towards someone who you know is on the outs with that person
0: yeah. And I think it's like by our uh, alliance with fucking or, or like even symbolic alliance with uh, Nazi Germany, it just shows just how toxic that could end up. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, woo, go, go Germany. That's like, the uh-huh.
1: soldiers.
0: <laughs> like, do you know, we were the, we were like the only country to send a letter of condolence.
1: Really? Like,
0: or at least one of the only, we sent a letter of fucking condolence being like we're so sorry mr. <laughs> mr hitler took his own life <laughs> incredibly yes. sorry
1: well i suppose look if people will do crazy things in the name of self-preservation true um <laughs> we're coming to the end of the show we're recording for an hour and 30 it flew to be honest
0: I did. What a way to spend a Saturday! What afternoon.
1: a way to spend a Saturday! I need to get up and get dressed and get showered <laughs> and say hello to the world.
0: The same. It's you know we well, at least we've got a few more hours of brightness now.
1: I know. Well, I'm. Ho- uh, you know what? I want to go for a walk, and I was meant to go for a walk yesterday, but by the time I was awake, it was pissing rain. Uh, and they <laughs> said right that uh, I was reading an article last night just to finish up on, um, that said that with coronavirus and stuff. Are um the weather apps being deliberately mm. manipulative to say if it's going to be like a scorcher at the weekend? Are they deliberately saying it's going to be pissing to stop people from like making these plans about going out with a bag of cans?
0: Oh, like I, I was only talking to people about this yesterday. I remember even this in the first fucking lockdown. It was like eighty percent rain all day. Yesterday was like a beautiful day.
1: Yeah, and yes like, it, was today so it was supposed sunny. to be pissing. oh No, but it wasn't in Cove. Cove was lashing yesterday.
0: Oh, was it? I, yeah. Dublin was like fucking beautiful. And I was like, oh, it's gonna rain all day. There's no point in making plans. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm it's working. It's working.
1: Ah. <laughs> we get it. No, we get the weather in from the I wanna say the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. But I, I I won't because I don't know.
0: <laughs> you are on the Atlantic Ocean, I'm pretty sure,
1: yeah. Well then. Uh, <laughs> okay, we will leave it there. Thank you, everybody. Uh see you in hell.
0: See you in hell.